to Across the Margin of the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin of the Podcast is part of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com and check out the vast array of podcasts they have to offer. That is OsirisPod.com. In this episode, I present an interview with Ben Proudfoot, the Oscar-nominated creative force behind Breakwater Studios. Dedicated to the art of the short documentary, the studio's work has been recognized by the Sundance Film Festival, Tribeca, the Emmys, the Webbies, James Beard Foundation, and Telluride Film Festival, among others. His film, A Concerto is a Conversation, debuted at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival and received an Academy Award nomination for Best Documentary Short Subject. It's so good. You gotta check it out. His latest documentary, The Queen of Basketball, is the story of Lucy Harris, a pioneer in women's basketball who led a rural Mississippi college to three national titles, scored the first basket in women's Olympic history in 1976, and was remarkably the first and only woman to be drafted in the NBA. In 1992, she became the first black woman to be inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. In this episode, Ben and I expound upon Lucy's incredible story. From her upbringing in rural Mississippi to her unparalleled dominance playing college basketball, unto her history-making run in the Olympics and beyond. We explore what it means to Lucy to be featured in a documentary, how extraordinary it was that she was drafted in the National Basketball Association, and we talk about all the important and fascinating work Ben is doing with Breakwater Studios, his almost famous anthology series, and a whole lot more. This episode, like Ben's documentary, serves as an ode to one of the most important American athletes of the 20th century that too many of us haven't heard of in Lucy Harris. So I have no doubt you're going to enjoy this conversation with Ben Proudfoot. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yep. Of course. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Of course. I loved uh, I loved the Queen of Basketball. I love your other work, too. I saw a concerto. Oh, uh, it's a conversation. Really, really great. Um, awesome. Thank you. To uh, kick things off here, I um, I didn't know about Lucy Harris. I, I like sports. I like basketball a lot, too. And uh, I, I, I think a lot of people uh, don't. And, you know, I was thinking that's what's kind of truly so special and important about what um, – filmmakers and documentarians like yourself uh, do as they unearth remarkable real life stories that, you know, wouldn't be known or, or remembered if not. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I'm curious, when did you first learn about Lucy and, um, you know, her accomplishments? Yeah. So I, I first learned about Lucy's story from a colleague of mine, Haley Watson. She's uh, we work together at my company, Breakwater Studios, mm-hmm. and she's a cinematographer and we have been, Make it, I've been super interested in people's stories who history had gone slightly differently. We might know their name. They might be household names. And I've been making a sort of anthology of films in that, in that uh, vein called Almost Famous. And so we're always looking for stories like that. And when Haley suggested I 
look at Lucy's story, it was just one of those lightning strikes moments where I was reading this history of this woman who came from this tiny town in the Delta and went on to, you know, be the first and, and only woman officially drafted in the NBA, not to mention the first to score a basket in women's Olympics, not to mention three national titles and among others. And I, I remember seeing a lot of speculation and mystery surrounding why she said no to the NBA and very little uh, gameplay or, or of her playing and, and frankly, very little, um, like lots of YouTube videos about the story, but very few interviews of her and her voice and her, from her um, first person account. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the kind of film that I make is, is sort of giving the platform to the person who experienced the story. And from that moment on, I just like, I need to see if I can get a hold of Lucy. And I did. And I uh, told her who I was and what I was proposing. And she said, sure, come on over. <laughs> so we, so cool. we loaded up the van and headed east from Los Angeles to, to Greenwood, Mississippi. Oh, my goodness. How did, um, so she, seemed, she was excited to kind of be the subject of the docu- documentary and kind of talk about her, uh, her story. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally. Um, I think she was, you know, it, it was in July, so it was, um, the high, at least at the time, it was the height of COVID. Yep. So a lot That's of our right. concern and coordination with her was initially was about how that how we were going to conduct, you know, an interview and filming while staying safe. safe yeah. And we devised a way to be able to do that and, and, and sort of keep distant. Um, so that was good. But then once we started talking, when we got there, she just, you know, she amazed me for a number of reasons. She's a great storyteller. And obviously, as oh, you yeah. can see in the film, mm-hmm. incredibly charming um, and just just a great storyteller. But the thing I was struck by and, and as a professional interviewer, documentary filmmaker, is her memory is extraordinary. Sorry. Like people, people remember, mm-hmm. but they, they uh, you know, she was remembering the scores of games, who passed her the ball. I mean, she has an extraordinary recollection of her career as a player. And that was a real gift to us as filmmakers. And between that and finding this huge uncatalogued, undigitized archive at Delta State, um, it was kind of incumbent upon us to kind of not screw this up. We had been <laughs> sort of delivered a, a treasure of, yeah, of so story. I wanted to ask you about that because, I mean, in the director's statement, you talk about how, you know, you, you only were able to really find kind of a single reel of 16 millimeter film um, from the Delta State University archives. And then you had a lucky day where you kind of, like you alluded to, so you found a whole lot of footage um, on, you know, at one point, right? Yeah. So, so we had found, you know, I, I was, I was trying to locate gameplay footage of her. Cause what, what didn't make sense was like, okay, she's a three time national champion and led this team to three national championships in the Olympics, all this stuff. And like, all I could find was this wide shot YouTube video of like some game. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, this is not the, this is not a hundred years ago. This is in the seventies. Like we should have recordings of her. And so there was this one YouTube video and we called, um, Delta state and they're like, yeah, we have the film for that. And I think that's all we have. And I don't know, some miscommunication. Anyway, when we showed up at the archives and met the archivist, Emily, 
and I was signing the paperwork to, to borrow this uh, reel of film so that we could go scan it professionally, I just offhandedly was like, so this is all you have of Lucy playing? Like, this is it? And she said, oh, no, there's more. And I kind of looked at her and she said, oh, yeah, there's a lot more. I said, take me, take me to the, <laughs> what you're talking about. And she took me into, you know, the, the vault and kind of turned on the lights and it was like, you know, tum, 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 you know, like uh, these rows of shelves and like Indiana Jones vault of all these bankers boxes and photo negatives and reels of film and uh, tapes. And she took us to the back corner where there was, you know, kind of the definitive trove of Lucy's college career, um, which just had been, had laid in waiting for 50 years, waiting for, you know, somebody like us to come a knocking and, and digitize and scan all this footage and, and bring it to light. How about that footage too? I mean, just to see her dominance in those uh, three title runs, it was, oh, yeah. really, it was, it blew me away. It was incredible. Yeah. And it's just amazing, you know, how comprehensive it was. It was also a huge lucky thing that Kodak mm-hmm. of all companies was the sponsor um, of a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, I think they maybe were the sponsor of the all American team at the time. Mm-hmm. And so they had huge amounts of like really high quality, professionally shot 16 millimeter film. You see all kinds of slow motion film of Lucy in there. I mean, I I think that's, that is predominantly because Kodak, Mm -hmm. you know, because to shoot slow motion on film takes a huge amount of film was, was the sponsor. And so they sent out some professional cinematographer who did a great job in shooting all this beauty footage of, of Lucy and, and her teammates. Yeah, it was awesome, and it's 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 really it was just wild to see it all from from uh, from college to the uh, to the Olympics. But you know, it was really interesting, um, you know, to see her upbringing as well and to learn more about that. Yeah, but, um, can you talk a little bit about that, her upbringing, and particular, um, you know, what that means when it comes to her relationship with basketball and getting into the game, and and you know how she ended up, um, you know, at Delta State uh, being so dominant. Yeah, so so Lucy was born into a big family in a very small town called Minter City uh, in Mississippi near Greenwood. And, you know, for context, Lucy was born just months, uh, I think months, be- months after, or no, sorry, I think it was months before, like just like a few months before, um, and, and a few miles away from where Emmett, Hill was mm. brutally murdered in, in, in Money, Mississippi yep. in 1965. So that's the, that's the context that Lucy was born into. Like it's like very close and just a few months separated. And, um, you know, she grew up and she went to, you know, Amanda Elsie High School. That's when she sort of first started playing basketball and was first recognized as kind of huge talent. You know, she was 6'3 in high school. They called her Big Lou. That was that was her nickname in high school at at LZ. And um, you know, it was not long before then that uh, Title IX had been passed, which withheld federal funding to any university that uh, wasn't equally funding men and, and women's sports programs, which gave rise to to women's sports in college. So, because of that, Delta State in nearby Cleveland um, started putting together a women's uh, basketball team. And Lucy was recruited uh, to be to go to college at Delta State in Cleveland nearby, uh, and you know she 
led the team to three national championships in the mid-70s. It was so fun to see how, um, you know, the women's team uh, and that college was getting all the attention. They were the ones flying from game <laughs> yeah. to game. The men's teams were taking the buses. And there you go. They were, sell- right. they were selling out their 4,500-seat um, field house. It was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. And you could tell, um, you know, how proud she was about, you know, her, her accomplishments and everything like that, which is great to see. Um, so you alluded to the, uh, earlier, um, and kind of to pivot a little bit, I just wanted to ask about this while I was thinking about it. Um, you know, she narrates this, um, you know, she's the voice, uh, of this doc and that was the same pretty much with, um, a concerto as a, con- a conversation. So that is a style that, that you like to go with. And you also mentioned an almost famous anthology. I, I'm not familiar with that. So there's, there's other pieces that, that go with this. Yeah, so it's there, it's not a formal like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. series per se, as much mm-hmm. as just like something I have been interested in for the last couple of years that we've been doing with the New York Times. So yeah, we've we've done a number of these films. We've released um, four others that okay. are online. Um, you know, we did a film about Kim Hill, who is the lead vocalist for the Black Eyed Peas, who quit yep. um, before they blew up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Almost you know, uh, Ed Dwight, who is a, who's going to slated to be the first African American um, astronaut uh, until he was he was cut. Um, Haddon Salt, who had like a he was kind of slated to be the next Colonel Sanders, uh, this big fish and chip empire in the 1960s, um, and kind of how that you know went went awry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got several more coming down the pike that, that we're going to release on on a monthly basis. And, and, uh, Lucy is the most recent release in that group of films. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad I asked some of those sound very, very. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and one other, actually the, the liver birds, which they were an all female rock band uh-huh. contemporary with the Beatles. Oh, wow. uh, wait, what's an amazing story. What was the liver birds? The liver birds. I got to check that out. Yeah. An amazing story. And, and the two, uh, surviving members, wonderful Sylvia and Mary are fantastic uh-huh. storytellers and, and take us through the, their experience in the, in the sixties and seventies as part of that band. Um, so I couldn't get a good sense of it, um, in the doc, but, uh, uh, how sincere was the new Orleans jazz? I mean, it's just so amazing. She got drafted. I mean, the, the only woman getting drafted by the NBA, yeah. how sincere was, um, uh, do you know this, um, their desire for Lucy to play for them or try out for them? It was, it wasn't like a gimmick, right? It was a sincere draft or what? Yeah. Was it so, it's it's an it's an interesting uh, history because um, you know almost ten years earlier Denise Long was was drafted in 1969 and um, that was very clearly and sort of well documented as a as a publicity stunt. I mean she was mm-hmm. a great player, but it was a publicity stunt, and the commissioner of the NBA voided the the draft pick. Lucy's uh, draft was not voided, which is sort of what this key. Uh, you know, the key word being official, right? Mm-hmm. It was not avoided draft pick. And, you know, there, the, I did, I have read, um, you know, Elgin Baylor uh, was the coach who just passed away recently yeah. of the New Orleans Jazz at the time. And I, I have read articles where journalists at the time asked him that question, right? Is this a publicity center? Are you for real? And he said, yes. You know, he said that, you know, he judges players on the, the medal of their, their talent and what they can do on the court. And, you know, Lucy's 
Lucy's trajectory speaks for itself. So I don't think it was a publicity stunt, if you ask me, and, and neither did Elgin Baylor, the coach of the, the Jazz, as he was quoted, you know, in the papers at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense when you look at some of the footage. I mean, she could just flat out ball. It made me... um. It made me think about how special the WNBA is. I mean, it need you know it, how it needs to exist, and you know, because she she says specifically, I want to keep playing, but there was no place to go, and I right. mean, there's a place to go now, and thank goodness for that. Yeah, and and you know, I think obviously it's, that's a great thing, but we've still got a long way to go yeah. in that. You know, the NBA clearly has had a huge head start, mm-hmm. and the the. The, in terms of publicity, in terms of, uh, you know, storytelling, in terms of the business that's been built around men's athletics generally, but, you know, specific to basketball, you know, there's a huge gap. I mean, it's like, you know, the highest paid basketball player in the WNBA is, makes less than the lowest yep. paid basketball player yeah. in the NBA. Um, and not being a basketball fan or someone who follows basketball myself, mm-hmm. these, these are shocking things to yeah. discover. <laughs> you know, not surprising, but pretty shocking that this is sort of like every day accepted as, mm-hmm. as just the way things are in today's day and age. And so, you know, looking back at, at Lucy's time, you can kind of see where the seeds of all this began. And, uh, you know, we, we've sure we've come a long way, but we've still got a long way to go. Absolutely. Um, they kind of there was a point there um, where she kind of um, you know with having nowhere to go and not playing, she it, it seemed like she struggled for a little bit. She mentioned bipolar disorder. Did you know stepping away from the game or not having that competitive spirit mess her up a little bit for a bit? Well, you know, I, I don't think I don't think Lucy uh, connects the events in her career to. Um, her mental health situation. Okay, I might have been assuming something um, there, yeah. And I, I can see why, mm-hmm. you know. I was curious about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, it's just something, it's onset with, with age or, or circumstance or um, all kinds of different things that, that happen. But I think for her, it was more of something that she was dealing with at a time when she was also dealing with stresses of raising a family, figuring out her job situation, sure. you know, and, and, and it's a short documentary so we couldn't cover all this sort of section of her life in detail, but, you know, she had a lot of struggles figuring out her career as a coach, as an assistant coach, trying to come back and make a go of it. Uh, with that, there was a you know brief time when she, you know, there was, there was women's leagues percolating that she tried to be a part of, but you know, those she didn't, didn't work out. So it was a difficult time in her life generally, um, because of the lack of opportunity basically. Um, and a lack of a bridge for a player of her prominence to transition from player to coach upon retirement. And, you know, I think that was just a very hard time in her life. That was doubly hard because she was dealing with some, some mental health uh, problems and coming around on those. Yeah. Understandably, how she, she seemed to be doing great today. Though. How's how's Lucy doing today? Oh yeah, oh she's great. We were just in New York together for the premiere of uh, the film at Tribeca, and uh, had a fabulous time and great dinners together and lots of great conversations with her and her kids. And yeah, she's she's doing great. As she says, 
in the film, she's, um, she's happily retired. Um, and, and I think that is a great, uh, a great thing. And she's very, very happy and just surrounded by love and, and her family. That's beautiful. And she's, um, she's getting her flowers right now. And, and you're a big part of that too, which is really, really cool. She deserves every bit of it at the moment with, uh, she yeah. loved it's a start. Yeah, exactly. It's a start. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's a start. I think, you know, for me, I, I think it comes across in the film. It's just like, it's amazing to see, to compare the trajectory of Lucy Mm -hmm. to some of her contemporaries, you know, like she mentioned magic or or Larry Bird who were, who were, you know, of different gender, Mm -hmm. but the same kind of trajectory and what happened to them. Right. And how those guys went on to be millionaires and spokespeople and many, many years and, you know, internationally famous and they're living in Beverly Hills, you know? Yep. And I just think that, you know, it's one thing to get recognition, but I think there's also a question of like, you know, flowers are, are great, but how do we, you know, how can we help to recognize Lucy with some kind of compensation? Like, how do we... Um, you know, so I've been thinking about that of like, you know, talking about, you know, is there a movie here? Is there some way that um, we can we can help, uh, you know, appropriately compensate Lucy for in a way that was, you know, ignored and avoided and sort of erased uh, almost 50 years ago? Yeah, I love that you think in that way. Her story deserves to be told. And, and, and you're right. There's there's probably other other ways in which it can be told. It's, it's, it's really, really, uh, it's really special. And she, she's super, super special. It was really, really fun spending some time with her yeah. in your film. Um, I love, uh, 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 her, her coach, the, um, her coach's way of motivating her team. Uh, <laughs> Give them hell. There's a, there's just so many fun moments in the, in the whole thing. Um, so, uh, I just need to ask cause I mean, and I, you might've answered already because, uh, we talked about the almost famous series, but, um, anything, uh, next for you, I've, I've loved what you've done so far or even coming out of breakwater studios, anything you can point us to or get us excited about moving forward? Yeah. So definitely, um, on the subject of the almost famous anthology, we have uh, in the near term three new films coming out on a monthly basis uh, with the New York Times Opdoc. And that will we have one this month and and uh, one in August and one in September. Wonderful. And you know we as a company are are doing our best to lead the way in, in short documentaries, mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we do, and that's what we're passionate about is making really high production value, um, short documentary films, humanist films that um, really are helping people tell their stories um, as best we can. So we're always releasing new projects. We've got a great partnership with the New York Times. Uh, We work a lot with brands as well. So you just keep an eye on breakwaterstudios.com. Follow us on social and you'll see what we're up to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to be following you. I mean, it is. It is. It's like it's such a cool film and all this work that you were just describing. It's, it's, you know, you're introducing us or or shining a light on some people who really deserve it. And, uh, you know, telling some really, really amazing stories. So thank you uh, uh, for coming on and talk about the Queen of Basketball and all, all you're working on. Of course. Thanks for your interest and and uh, thanks for helping me tell Lucy's story. Of course. Thanks again, Ben.
Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.